three, two, one, go. Hey, Jason, how are you doing? Uh, so for the last episode, you put in that, uh, what is it, the drum roll. That was really nice. I really like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd actually completely forgotten about that. <laughs> yeah, when I was listening, I was like, wow, he actually put it in. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Oscar, how are you doing? Uh, um, I'm so-so. I'm not so good, not so bad. But the reason I'm not so good is because I just... I don't get enough sleep uh, because my daughter keeps waking up in the middle of the night several times, so I'm a bit on edge because of that. Uh, yeah, yeah. The responsibility that come with being, respons- uh, being, you know, the father of a newborn. Oh, uh, yeah, she's not a newborn, she's one. I don't know why, maybe so. I don't know why she keeps waking up anyway, but I think she'll get better as yeah, time moves important. along. Yeah. Maybe yeah. baby, rather. Yeah, she's a baby, a baby, yeah. And I think how are you doing, Jason? All parents out there will understand your. your oh yes, yes, yes. You're suffering right now. Oh, like there's something really interesting. I read a couple of years back before Raha was born. I read that testosterone in men always goes down after they have their first child. Like you meant temporarily, it goes down. Temporarily, yes, because so. Then one of the major factors is, as from what I was reading, was just lack of sleep. And yeah, so I'm there right now, you know. <laughs> Wait, that's actually really interesting. I'll look that up. Yeah, after. yeah, yeah. I'm I'm doing okay. Uh, mm-hmm. This week I'm in one of my busiest schools, and it's also my father's mm-hmm. school. But besides okay. that, okay. I'm, I'm everything else is it's just alright. Life is good, mm-hmm. I think. Life is, Life is good. good. Life is good. Life is good um, as it should be. So we're gonna start right in with the podcast updates. Any news? Mm-hmm. Any updates got to do regarding the podcast? Uh, so updates. We have a people starting to reach out to us, seeking to be guests, which is really interesting. I, I didn't expect that to happen. I'm very happy to see that people are listening to a podcast that actually have something to say. Uh, that's wonderful news. Uh, that's that, that's all the updates I have on my end. What about you, Jason? The podcast has our marketer is now mm-hmm. turned on and he is on the roll. And he is... Oh man, have you seen what he's doing with our social medias? Oh, but he's doing a great fucking job. It's amazing. It's amazing. I haven't been checking every day, but I checked once last time. Wednesday? And I'm just, okay, I'm, so... just, I'm just happy for someone that someone is like, that we have someone that is constantly doing this, you know? This is their focus. Yes, yes, like yes. Like we were talking about. Yes. Cause like, and he's doing it all the time. Like what I was talking, mentioned in the other episodes, me and you have like other responsibilities and other focuses, so we could never mm-hmm. really have the time to dive deep into marketing, you know? Exactly, exactly. And so as our marketer said, like we should uh, shout out or like plug the, our social medias on the, on the podcast before starting the podcast, and I'm going to start with my plugging of Instagram. So our Instagram is at fuck underscore origami. F-U-C-K underscore O-R-I-G-A-M-I. Fuck underscore origami. Please follow us there. And Jason, what is our Twitter? One second. I'll plug in the Twitter at the end. (laughs) Okay, sure thing, sure thing. Uh Okay, so are we going on right now? Are we going to start with this? Yeah, so what's the topic today? Okay, so as all the listeners know, 
the theme of the month is love and family and yes last time we got into really interesting ideas about polygamy and what it means to be polygamous in the modern age and so we call polygamy in the modern age basically you know affairs you know infidelity and i read something really interesting about this so i got statistics from japan and usa so these are the shocking statistics from usa 70% of all usa marriages engage in infidelity 70% of all people married in the usa have engaged in infidelity at least once that's usa Wait. in japan the okay. uh-huh. so go on go on what do you Okay, so in Japan, yeah, the number is in Japan the number is twenty seven point five percent of married men have ad- admitted to infidelity, and twenty two percent of married women have admitted to infidelity. So, what do you think about that, Jason? So, well, I, wanna, I wanted to ask where the studies, who did the studies. Okay, so for the the USA one, it's like what what was this? Hold on, hold on. The study is from what is this group called? Jesus, hold on, hold on. Institute for Family Studies did the research. Institute for Family Studies. Ah, okay. Institute for Family Studies in. So where are they based? Uh, that's an American, I don't know, an American organization, I assume so. Uh-huh. And for Japan, the study was conducted by Statista, which I don't, I don't know where this institute is based. Statista. Okay, okay, okay. And then they say seven. To me, that number is really high, though. That's a very suspicious number. Seventy percent. Quite high. Quite high. It is quite high. That's why. That's why I'm less like. It is not. You know, it's not a good. It's not a good-looking number. You know, it's not a number you want to see. You know. <laughs> yeah, that's why I'm just like. I'm thinking like, what, 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 what is the measures that they were using for the study? You know, how many people? Okay, did so they, did they like so bring is, in? So I don't know how many people they brought in. The study was done in 2017. So I'm gonna give you a breakdown. So in general. Men are more likely than women to cheat. 20% of men and 13% of women reported that, they, that they've had sex with someone other than their spouse while married, according to data from recent general social survey. Okay, and the numbers vary. So among ever-married adults, aged 18 to 29, women are slightly more likely to, than men to be guilty of infidelity. So between 18 to 29 years old, women are more likely to cheat. But the number changes from 30 onwards. So it's a very large study done in people between the ages of 18 and 80. So it's a, it's a very large study group. Uh, I'd like to see the number. So mm-hmm. here, uh, is infidelity uh-huh. flirting, infidelity full on no, sex? Here, inf- here infidelity is cheat is sex. In the account to this study, infidelity is, is sex. So like from oral sex, everything, just any sexual act. Uh, they didn't. They didn't specify which sexual. They just said sex. So I assume it's all sexual acts. Okay. I'm just going to make the assumption. Okay, yeah. okay, okay. Yeah. So that is a very, very disturbing number. All right. Let Let's take. Let's just take the premise as to be true. 
like mm-hmm. full on true for the mm-hmm. sake of argument right mm-hmm. 70% it just goes to show me that like a lot of these people are forming their relationships mm-hmm. and their foundation of their relationships is not solid at all like they're not forming relationships with people that they necessarily like uh, so I I wouldn't I wouldn't say that's true. I think that the study shows that the number is lower in the in younger people, right? Between the age of eighteen, from eighteen to hold on, hold on, hold on, from eighteen to around forty, the number is quite low, but from fifty, the number picks up. What does that imply? You've just become too accustomed to the to your spouse. Like you're faithful for a very long time, it seems, right? But at one point, everyone just goes their own way. Seventy percent. Seventy percent is still really, really high for me. It's like, really high. It's really high. It's really high. Either people it's are really, not really high. something the relationship they're not enjoying. It might then be mm-hmm. they're not enjoying their spouse, or the hookup culture is just too attractive. I'm not sure. It- yeah, so like here's the thing: uh, when you first get into a relationship, you we all assume that the last you feel in the beginning, the last attraction you feel in the beginning will it will last forever, right? But as we, we we showed in the last episode, that that is not the case. It's bound to come to an end. Uh-huh. It's bound to come to an end, and just because the last fades away, just because the physical attraction fades away, it does not mean you don't love this person. Just because you do. Okay, so the problem with cheating is that. The connotation of cheating is that you disrespect your spouse. You do not love your spouse, and that's why you will do this. It is a disrespectful but act in general. It is it is disrespectful, but also you think about the fact that they are biological entities, right? And it is very hard for biological entities that were not that are not meant to be infinitely monogamous to to like the the attempt at monogamy itself. Is a, is a magnificent feat, right? The fact that people do attempt monogamy for their entire lives. Right? Mm-hmm. But we know that, that that is not always the case. It doesn't work out because we are not specifically monogamous. How many how many creatures in the world, how many animals in the world are, are monogamous? I don't know. Earthworms are monogamous. What other animals are monogamous? I don't know. Penguins. Pe- penguins? Okay. Pe- okay. So they're ve- we know very few animals, biological entities are truly monogamous. There's but quite, human beings are is, not monogamous. There's actually quite a few. Elephants too. Yes. Elephants are monogamous? Nah. Oh, really? Are. I don't actually. I just don't. They, I just don't they usually mate with like... Um, like earlier on in their lives, it's fine. But like later on, once they... Once they're older, they usually find mm-hmm. one mate. On average. That they stick with until they die. So this sort of, this is the, like what I'm reading right now on elephants in monogamy. While elephants are not among the animals that mate for life, the elephant family sets sets a high standard for familial loyalty. Male male elephants tend to live alone, but female elephants typically live in a in large family groups, either with their own offspring or alongside other female relatives and their young too. Hmm. They usually have like one or two mates on average. Okay, so you see, once you say two, it's no longer monogamous. No, but that's like they're not doing it at the same time. It's like they find a mate, the mate, they, like you said, the male runs off or he goes on his own solo journey, and then they find another mate, and then maybe the last mate is the one that sticks. You know, mm. 
So I'm looking at a website here that shows seven animals that mate for life Remember, or lasting bond. So Being animals polygamous. that create lasting bond. Okay, go sorry, go on. Go. Polygamy, you know, it's all about like having multiple sexual relationships with multiple people at the same time. Mm-hmm. The elephants aren't doing okay, it at okay. the same time. Okay, so I can see. Yeah, I think what you're saying is right. So this website that shows seven animals that mate for life or create lasting bonds. Number one, otters. Number two, elephants, like you said. Number three, wolves. Number four, cows. Oh, cows? Number five, gibbons. Yes, gibbons. Number six, pigs. Pigs, that's surprising. And number seven, dolphins. Oh, I did not know about dolphins. Holy shit, okay. Neither did I. I didn't know about any of these animals being attempting monogamy like humans do. Yeah, so either way... Mm -hmm. So I think the, the the fact that people cheat isn't hmm yes we, we yes we do agree that it it is disrespectful to your spouse. Mm-hmm. However, the fact that you're doing it means that your body desires that it is not it is it is inherently a, bo- a bodily desire, and the bodily desire is hmm is reflected or rather hmm, is reflected as a psychological weakness, right? And that's why we call it disrespect, we call it weak. We call it a failure to conform to your familial loyalty, to familial loyalties. But the fact that the number is... Okay, even let's even not use the American number, that's too high. Let's even use the Japanese number, which is 27.5% men, 22% women. That's also not a low number. And that's, that's... Think about this. That's only the people who admitted. Of course, the people who just said no, right? Being Japan, everyone wants to save face, so that does exactly. Sense. So, but that number makes a lot more sense to me. Seventy percent is like yes. really on the high end. I was like, really, seven out of ten couples are cheating. Okay, yeah, what's so, happening in and it's, America? Okay, so cheat, and of course, cheating. Here's the thing with cheating: so like you're doing it constantly. Maybe they cheated once in the relationship, right? So the question wasn't like, are you cheating regularly? It's like, have you ever, have you ever cheated? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. So, like, last time we talked about, like, how passion can take you, right, in a moment. You're at a party, you've had a couple of drinks, you're having fun with your coworker, and oops, oops, my penis slipped into a vagina. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah, so, like, yeah, so it's once. It doesn't imply several times, it just, it could be just once. Like, cheating once in a seven, in a 50-year marriage, that's, that's not a bad thing. I think that's a win. That's a win. Hey, it's up to them. But yep, yeah, 50 yeah, of years course, is, is always like anything that every year you guys remain together is uh, is a miracle on its own. <laughs> exactly. You see, you feel it when you you feel it yourself when you're not even married yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like just it's the same face, the same person day in day out, and I I feel like there there is a place whereby if you're with someone long enough, whatever physical attributes they have, all that strips away. You know, like you no longer see their physicality. Of course, you're observing a physical being, but what you're seeing isn't their physical attributes. You're seeing their personality. You're seeing their personality evolve or devolve, you know? You're seeing their spiritual side. You're, sp- you're seeing their humility, their kindness, their hubris. That's what you see when you look at your, after, at your spouse or significant other after a few years of being together. You no longer see their physical side. No matter how attracted you are to them, them physically in the beginning, after a while, all of that fades away. And now you're attracted to something much deeper. 
or rather unattracted to something deeper right right mm-hmm. i yep, yep. cheating is a okay i think cheating is definitely disrespectful to your partner but it does mm. make sense given that we have what these biological machines that the certain requirements we have to meet right like mm-hmm. there's like daily requirements of food of air of water if we don't get these requirements we die you know mm-hmm. and there's also psychological requirements right us being social yes, beings yes, yes. we require to be you know that feeling of safety require mm-hmm. shelter to a certain extent mm-hmm. we require love and like mm-hmm. community and we are also sexual beings so we do require sex um and, we, uh, uh, we, we, we talked about this before it's like um it is pretty ridiculous to the, the assumption that you know this one person is going to sexually fulfill you for the rest of your life right for the next like mm-hmm. 60 70 years of your life this one person is going to be the only person you have sex with and they're going to sexually fulfill your every need and meet all of your expectations it's just such a crazy axiom to have in general mm-hmm. it's it's ridiculous so i do understand cheating on paper but i definitely like like these are things that you should be able to talk with your spouse or your significant other about you know and i think lots of couples do this whole thing where it's like they have periods where they can explore you know mm-hmm. whether it's like hey you can go have sex with somebody else i'll have sex with somebody else but we never talk about it you know we and it's like a one off mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. and uh just just to explore what what's what's it, what's it like you know especially mm-hmm. once like if the sex gets dull or like it's boring and stuff like that and you guys mm-hmm. are trying to spice it up mm-hmm. so yeah i'm saying there's other ways you can there's other things you can do to spice up your sex life so you don't have to cheat basically uh but i think cheating isn't just because of sexual needs like going back to your psychological needs it is possible for you to feel to feel ignored in your relationship and maybe to feel ignored or not getting the attention you feel you deserve isn't because your spouse doesn't love you but just because they could be busy with other things you know they have jobs to I will assume right and in such moments when you do feel like you've been shut out emotionally people tend to seek out that emotional affection elsewhere right the attention from other places right it could be a friend and sometimes your friend could be of the opposite sex or of the same sex and if you're gay you know and you're attracted to that person right and of course things tend to snowball right what it's you what happens to my side was you meeting your friend weekly for coffee just to talk because you feel like your your spouse is no longer giving you attention can go into something more right and now you end up cheating right so we can agree that in order for cheating to occur there needs to be some sort there needs to be some element of the relationship that isn't fulfilling someone exactly 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 i agree i agree whether they feel like they're being ignored mm. or like their partners for some reason is no longer desirable in their eyes or like you know mm-hmm. there's so many things there's so many reasons why somebody might cheat 
you know but there is an element of the relationship that is no longer working for them i think if if it's a completely healthy relationship if it's a completely healthy relationship there's no way there's there's no room there's no room for cheating to ever enter your mind because you're completely fulfilled and you're happy Mm-hmm. it's the whole mm-hmm. the whole like rats the study that was done and like where, where was it done measuring like mm-hmm. drugs in rats if i remember correctly mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um it's a very famous study i'm pretty sure people can really like find it very quickly but like they mm-hmm. gave there was one cage where they gave a rat with cocaine and the rat was by itself mm-hmm. it basically like od'd on the cocaine the second mm-hmm. cage was the rat with a bunch of toys. So it had a wheel, mm-hmm. it had a, a bunch of other things it could do. Mm-hmm. It would do the cocaine. It didn't overdose, mm-hmm. but it was still doing quite a bit of cocaine and it was playing around with the toys, right? Mm-hmm. The third cage had the rat, a bunch of rats. Mm-hmm. It had the cocaine. So the cocaine wasn't pure cocaine. It was co- cocaine-dosed water. Like those water mm-hmm. mixing with cocaine, and there was okay. normal cocaine dosed water and w- normal. It was cocaine dosed water and normal water at the same time, so the mm-hmm. rat could make a choice mm-hmm. at any point which water to drink. In the mm-hmm. third cage, it showed that with the community and toys, mm-hmm. all the rats would always go to the normal water and not the cocaine dosed water. They would actually prefer oh. the normal water. Mm-hmm. And I think I've. I don't know if it's the same study, but there's one study I read from Canada about rat village. Have you heard about this? Okay, okay. Yeah. So the study is basically so same idea. What a group of a group of rats is put in a normal in a normal cage with the cocaine. Just rats cage cocaine cocaine water. And the rats kept pushing that button just drinking the cocaine water, right? The other cage uh, the other cage was rats with like toys with some greenery around them some things that rats enjoy and the rats barely touch the cocaine water right and so the implication of the study was like the social aspect of mammalian that the, the mammalian drive the mammalian need for the social life and also the mammalian need to be out in nature and this brings me back to the idea of how living in cities and having this modern life where we are like both like me and my wife we both work we really have time for each other right this also puts strain in a relationship you know we don't want to admit that maybe the reason your relationship is falling apart is because of your jobs you know your job because you, you're both working you're both busy you just don't have time to commit to the relationship right and things fall apart now people who are outside the relationship seem much better than the person who's inside your relationship who's the part of the relationship because hey the person who's supposed to be with me is never with me they're always busy doing something else and it's no it's not really their fault it's the society we live in yeah if you guys both need to like and a lot of couples do need to do this anyway nowadays both couples need to work yes 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 um Mm. In general, wages are remaining the same throughout the world, but the standard of living is going higher and higher. And people mm, want the cost more. of the cost of living. The sorry, cost yeah, of living. The cost of living. Sorry. Mm-hmm. And people want more things. So, as if I've always wanted more things. 
and the Instagram ages and helping with this. So people feel like, oh, they need more money in order to satisfy this need for like a glamorous lifestyle. And mm-hmm. both couples are working really hard so that they can fulfill their dreams or live the life that they want to live. And in turn, sometimes it's like they don't have time for each other or they, sometimes they mm. don't have time for the kid, you know? Yes, yes, yes. Yes, I agree, I agree. And um, I guess it, it can be like one of the tragedies of the urban modern family life. Mm, both no, it's a tragedy are, indeed. Yeah, both parents are working really hard and stuff. So we, I wanted to bring it back to what I was trying to connect with the rats. <laughs> the the rat mm. experiment so like mm. just to bring it back to cheating if 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 you're fully like people underestimate how much socialization and like socializing is for us like i feel like mm-hmm. that's just it's been understated so many times you know people go like oh i can live by myself it's like yeah you can live by yourself no, but it's like yeah. <laughs> you'll deliver you'll you'll develop all these kinds of like weird um tendencies you know tendencies (laughs) and you literally your your mind will become malformed in a way like it's shown Mm -hmm. that a person who doesn't socialize with people and a person who does socialize like a normal human being who socializes with people every day their brains are literally different the way they interact Mm -hmm. with people will be totally different Mm -hmm. so like you'll be a little bit twisted if you don't interact Mm -hmm. with people (laughs) And it's yeah. just, it's just, it's just one of those needs that comes with our, it's one of those needs that we've inherited, you know, mm-hmm. from our forefathers. We need to be social, you know, and in a relationship, I feel like if you have friends and your family's there and your, your, your spouse or your significant other is truly loving and you're feeling mm-hmm. like safe in that relationship, cheating will, will never be in your mind. You always have something else to do, you know. Mm-hmm. Okay, I, I agree to this. I agree to this. Okay, so I'm going to ask you today's first question, which okay, we're so far into the podcast already. <laughs> anyway, so the first question today, Jason, which is a personal question for you, and you. So the question is: Are you in love right now? Are you in love right now? Yes, I am. And how would you describe this feeling of love? Oh, that's a hard one. That's yes, that's a, man. You just you just like that was a right. That's a right hook of a question. You just hit me. <laughs> that's a hard one. You you've been married for a long time. You you should go first. How how would you describe okay. your love? How would I describe my love? Man, at this point in my relationship, I feel like love is more patience and attempts at understanding than anything else. For me. There, there, there are moments when I look at my wife and I do feel like an intense love, kind of like the way I felt when we started dating, you know? Like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm with this person, right? Like, I'm so lucky that she's in my life. I can't believe I'm the one to be with her, right? But that's that's not every moment. Those are few, those are few moments. They, they are kind of rare. Yeah, they, it's, those are rare moments. But most of the time, I do come to realize that I know I love her because I am willing to be patient with things that I might not approve of in someone else. And when she, when the, she says things on Dusty that I don't quite understand, I know I love her because I always, I not always, but I mostly make an effort to understand. 
because with most people I wouldn't I wouldn't I wouldn't give a fuck you know it's like hey I just don't like what you do I don't understand what you're doing so you know leave me alone but with her I know I love her because I try to be patient and I try to understand I think that's what I would call my love that's how I would describe my love right now It's funny that you say that because me and Meg are basically we do we're already doing the exact same things <laughs> that mm. you're talking mm. about Yeah um there's been enough fights that we we now like we don't instantly like just get mad at each other we literally just like get patient and we give each other room to explain mm-hmm. that like mm-hmm. each other's point of view you know mm-hmm. or when something mm-hmm. is said or you know like those things that you have in a couple something hasn't been done something was said you know mm-hmm. So it's like instead of getting mad at each other or getting mad at the person instantly nowadays like whether it's me or whether it's Meg we like Oh by the I don't know if I've ever have I told told everyone the listeners about Meg before I don't quite remember You mean you just mentioned that you have a girlfriend but that was about it Okay her name is Meg okay, okay. I think she'll be fine me mentioning her name Well that's not actually her real name but you know we'll just use use that for now it's more of a nickname mm-hmm. so meg so meg right so meg mm-hmm. yeah we give each other like like what you said we're patience with each other and we try mm-hmm. to be understanding especially when like mm-hmm. e- emotions are intense mm-hmm. those are the moments where like i think patience is patience is a virtue I like how you said that you've had several fights and I think in a relationship you find you you come to find that fights even though they feel terrible in the moment they are actually a good thing for a relationship you know depending on the fight of course but I feel like fights are a good thing because it's a way for the couple to try to create order out of out of the chaos that is two different personalities trying to live together you know that's actually a very great way of putting it together because every time we come out of the fight it's like we definitely have a better understanding of what's exactly, going on exactly exactly yeah it's like the person you're dating when you're married to is a puzzle piece and every time you you come out of a fight you you have a new piece to add to the to the full the full image right oh this piece goes here now you know yeah. i get i get it now I, i'm starting to understand you a bit more and i think fights are a good thing you know depending on how what the fight is about and how you dealing with fight because i think you and i have talked in the past about how sometimes a fight will disintegrate into a fight about the fight you know and that's when things just go into the gutters you know <laughs> yeah when the that's when you have to you have to just stop you have to stop <laughs> yeah when you've been fighting for so long it's like yeah it's, it reaches a point where it's no longer useful right you guys are fighting about like it's it's moved away from the the main problem that caused the fight it, yep. it goes into like other things and at that point it's just not a productive fight because now you're just mm. you're just flaming each other's fires exactly <laughs> you're just exactly, throwing exactly. more gasoline on the flame and <laughs> none of you guys and you know when you're in that kind of anger you want to burn things yes and, yes yes and if you're not careful you might burn your relationship and you're down mm. with it <laughs> <laughs> so you got to be careful when you're in that like truly angry or anger that mode of anger yeah when, ra- when you're filled with rage okay next question jason oh i didn't yeah, answer I though okay 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 go on go on. Um, i thought you did the patience and oh no your question was like are you in love how would you describe it right mm. i didn't describe it a bit but 
it's 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 a deep ocean and in the deep ocean it's it's warm it's a very warm feeling and it's not dark at the like the the deeper i go it's not dark actually the deeper i go the warmer it is and when i look up there's always light reaching me you know okay okay and as i swim deeper and deeper you think like just like how you're swimming deeper and deeper into the ocean it becomes more scary as things get darker mm-hmm. but the light from the top from like the sun is always reaching to the bottom mm-hmm. and it's just a beautiful sight to see you know that it's is very a, calm that is a wonderful way to describe it it's very calm there's this wave sometimes but mostly when everything settles down it's like i'm just i'm there and mm. i'm just deep into this thing you know mm-hmm. and i'm surrounded but it's not a scary thing basically that's what i'm trying to say it's not a scary thing it's a it's a loving warming feeling i love how you described it because it shows both how in love you you are and how new you are in this relationship at the same time <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah. i'm a newborn okay. in this uh, <laughs> couple of things so let's yeah. well, it's, it's, i like it i like it i really appreciate that description it was very intense very thoughtful i enjoyed it yeah. okay, so number two jason at uh, at what point of the relationship did you realize that you were in love At what point did I realize I was in love? Mm. The second time I met her. The second time you met her? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and how did you realize this? What was the enlightening moment? I just looked at her and I went like... Mm-hmm. So I could already feel it from the first time we met. Mm-hmm. But you can't just go like, I love you from the first time we met. So it's, <laughs> it's really stupid. Mm. It's a very daft move, but like the second time was definitely like I wouldn't say I was in love, but it was one of those inclinings in my like the deep corners of my mind, like hey, this person might be the one. This person is someone worth pursuing. This person, Jason, you need to stick it out with this person and just see where things go. And yeah, like months later here we are the rest is history right yep 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 the rest is history the rest is history man for me i met my wife when i was 16 or 17 17 yeah i think i was 17 mm-hmm. and the first contact i had with her was through facebook wait and i remember facebook it wasn't in person yeah yeah it, the first so we were both part of a group a group called japan kenya students students Co- committee jksc what did the sister oh my japan god you really forgot to... <laughs> <laughs> it was good. has it been that long has it been that long J- 10 years man that's a long time jksc japan kenya students conference i think con- yeah conference conference anyway so how the, Jap- the Japanese group was supposed to go to Kenya, and the idea was that each each individual on the Japanese side was supposed to get a Kenyan member 
to assist them with dealing with things in Kenya, you know? So the person that I was you, linked with was, it was Nimiko, a, my wife, right? It was a pen pal thing then, right? No, 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 no pen pal. Like just before, just right a month before they came to Kenya, we were just introduced to them online on Facebook and all, okay, this is the person you're respons- responsible for once they come to Kenya, right? Ah. And I was responsible so for, for, for Yumiko. Mm-hmm. The, the thing that you do when you go on school trips. Hey, this is your partner. Yes. Don't lose your partner. Yeah, lose your... You're responsible exactly, for one okay. another type thing. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So when I'm, I'm, I remember looking at her pictures on Facebook and thinking, huh, she looks like a weird girl, you know? That was the first thing that popped in my head when I looked at her. Like, oh, she looks like a weird girl. Then when she came to Kenya, I had a girlfriend at the time, but I remember wanting to be close to Yumiko. Question, so whatever, question. I don't, it wasn't real, a... real quick. What, do you, what did you mean by that? What do you mean she looked, this, this is a weird girl? What do you mean? Oh, because her pictures, in all her pictures, she, she was putting on weird faces, you know? She wasn't just smiling and looking pretty for the camera, you know? That's what I mean. So she had personality. She was trying to be, she, had, she was doing her thing. Yes, yes, yes. And in, in the moment, I was like, oh, she, she looks like a weird girl. Just just smile for the camera. Don't do what? What's all this extra spice for the camera, man? I don't need that. Oh, okay. Anyway, so it so, was a little, Okay, okay. So it literally was just a bit odd for you. Okay. Yes, yes. Just odd for me. Uh, so then when I met her, I had, a, I had a girlfriend at the time, but I remember like feel like I want to be close to her. I want to get to know her. And I, I don't know why. I couldn't, I couldn't pinpoint whether or not I liked her. It was just curiosity, you know? And I realized that I loved her how many two years later. That's when I realized that I loved her because we got to spend a lot of time together after I came to Japan uh, for university. I realized, that, wow, actually, we spent enough time together and we were intimate several, to pr- several times prior to me realizing I was in love with her. But it's one of those things whereby I realized I was in love with her before she realized that she was in love with me. So it's like... I felt kind of pathetic for realizing that I'm in love with her first as well, you know? <laughs> okay, okay, okay. But I remember I remember the moment when I real I remember the moment I realized I was in love with her. We were we were in Tokyo. We were in Tokyo. Actually you were there as well. You were there. You were there. And it was a few days wait, after wait, you and what? I, I just got inserted yeah. as a character now. Wait, where what was I no, doing? Yeah. You were there in Tokyo. Don't remember, like, you came to Japan in 2014. Lies. For, for... Lies. I have no idea what you're talking about. You you were in Japan in 2014, <laughs> right? <laughs> I'm joking. Yeah, yeah. I was there. Yeah, so, like, I think it was a few days after you you and I met in Tokyo. Uh, I was spending... I was with Yumiko for that entire vacation in Tokyo. So, because so it was I, I was a side character in your love story? Yes, kind of, yeah. And it was a few days later we were... We went to Yokohama together and we were in our... In a, in a restaurant in like a, it was like the top floor of a building and you could see like Yokohama port or the harbor and she was seated like in front of the mirror like she was facing me and I was facing her and she was her, her back was towards the mirror looking out towards, out towards the port and I remember looking at her in that scene and I realized like wow she she's amazing I think I'm in love with this woman you know and that's that's when the moment I realized I'm in love and I, I kept chasing and chasing for months after that until we started dating. For me, there was two moments like that, actually. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you can call it. Like, a fleeting moment of... It's like my mind does a screenshot of the moment. Mm-hmm. For me, mm-hmm. it was the first time I ever saw her. Because... Mm-hmm. When I first time I ever saw her, because, you know, we got, we connected through Tinder. 
there was a moment where I was just like, wow, she's just like how she looks in her images. Actually, mm. I think mm. she looks even more beautiful in person. Mm. And cute. And mm. the first time I saw her, I just paused. Like, to me, time stopped for a second. I went like, wow, this person actually exists. Mm. I wasn't catfished. That, that, that made me already really <laughs> happy, <laughs> you know? And then the second time... Actually, there's probably a bunch of moments, but these are like the two prominent moments I have with me. When mm. I went to Tokyo to go see her mm. in a previ- previous occasion, mm. when she walked in through the doors into the waiting lobby for arrivals, mm. and I was just on mm. my phone, and I just happened to be looking up at the exact same moment she opened the door, like the doors opened and she walked in. Mm. And she looked around, and I just did. My heart skipped a beat, you know. <laughs> skipped a a beat. It may it maybe skipped several beats. I don't know. It, again, it feels like time stops for a second, and you just like what you said. You just go like, "Wow, this person! Mm-hmm. I have this kind of person in my life." Mm-hmm. Just wow. And in my mind, those those moments are very like very very solid because like again, it's like I've taken a mental. A mental photo of it. Mm-hmm. Like that slice of time is forever saved in my memory. Yeah, yeah. I, can... I think we have we have these moments with several. Like this is not the first time I've been in love. I've been in love in the past, and I also have that screenshot of that moment when I realized I was in love with the pre- my previous girlfriend, right. my ex girlfriend, and, and it's it's saved because I think these moments. It's like, uh, like you said, it's a screenshot in memory. It's it's a bookmark in your life. You know, it's like, it's it's the starting of a new chapter of your life. Like, wow, that was the day I fell in love, you know? And those moments, if if you're lucky, the one you have right now will be the, the last one you'll have, you know? I think I think it's, I hope that the moment, this moment is the last one I'll have, in, that moment is the last one I'll have in my life. I think... But it is possible to have those, those moments over and over several times in your life. I think life is just being... All these mm-hmm. things about like, oh, are we going to last? Or are mm-hmm. we going to get through this? Are we going to get to that? Like, life is complicated. You don't need to think mm-hmm. about it. You just complicate it even further. <laughs> just no, let yeah, it... I agree. It's one of those things like, where it's like, don't chase after life. Let life come to you. You just relax. You just yeah. do your thing. Life will come after you. I and totally agree with us. It's, it's just as simple as being, you know? We mm-hmm. make it... So complicated sometimes, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. We're, we're all guilty of this. Even me, I was thinking about the other day, like, oh, you know, what, what, when, when are me and Meg going to be like in like two, three years? Is the relationship gonna be the same? Are we gonna have problems? I'm like, look at what, you, look at where you are right now, you know. Mm-hmm. You're in this wonderful relationship with this beautiful person, and like here, you are thinking about things that will probably never exist because usually when a lot of these thoughts never actually come into being a lot of the times mm-hmm. at least for me so it's just like you're just stirring the fears in in your mind for no reason just complicating mm-hmm. my own life it's just like it's so pointless yeah i think we all do this we all do this I'm, I'm definitely guilty of that okay so next part so i'm going to start off with some lyrics from a song the song is by a band called the mills brothers and the lyrics go this, like this. You always hurt the one you love, the one you should not hurt at all. You always take the sweetest rose 
and crush it till the petals fall off. You always break the kindest hearts with a hasty word you can't recall. So if I broke your heart last night, it's because I love you most of all. And the question here is, have you hurt this person in the name of love? <laughs> so many times. And, yeah. she, and she's hurt me. <laughs> yeah, and so now for you, for you, what, what, how did this happen? How did you hurt this person? Me? Oh, I don't even know. Wow. Okay. Are we going to talk about the most recent occasion? You, you choose. You choose. Okay, so the most recent occasion I'll give, right? Mm. I was making jokes that she didn't find funny at all, right? And she found mm-hmm. it very... She was very offended by the jokes I was making, right? Mm-hmm. And just for the listeners out there, these jokes... How would I describe them? They're jokes... They're, they're not like... Hmm, I wasn't trying to be hurtful in any sort of way. Mm-hmm. Actually, coming from the outside, you'd probably think these are normal jokes that anyone can make, right? Mm-hmm. At least there might be some thought or some mm-hmm. thinking that it's okay, you know? Mm-hmm. But I wasn't picking up on some visual cues for her, right? Mm-hmm. So she was very bothered by these things. And mm-hmm. we basically had a huge fight after that because we kind of tell very extreme jokes, me and her. Mm-hmm. And that's part of our thing. Like, we'll, we'll, we'll definitely push some really edgy jokes, you know. Especially, like, mm-hmm. Meg is, like, really into the edgy jokes and stuff like that, right? And in the moment, I wasn't able to tell that this this had basically touched a nerve, you know. Just had gone into a place where it's, like, I shouldn't be, like, she wasn't comfortable with me joking about these things right and we all have like all of us have those types of things right usually mm-hmm. jokes are fine and everything we're all laughing but there's some things like if somebody jokes about with you it will hurt mm-hmm. you whether it's your insecurities or something like that right and i failed to pick up on that so yeah we got into an argument about that and i i did hurt her i did hurt her what what I hear from this, so we, we all know that love is closely connected to vulnerability, right? Yeah. We're all very vulnerable when we're in love. Yeah. And when you open yourself to someone like this, you assume that they will look at your at your nakedness and just completely embrace you, take everything in. But sometimes you can say something to the person you love because just... You know, just out of ignorance, just out of you being you, right? And whatever you say touches on the most vulnerable aspect of that person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Not because you are, you are intending to do that, but it's like, you know, who cares about intentions anyway? It's always the outcomes that matter most, right? You know, it's like yeah, no, you're right. In, in this sort of situations, it's like intentions don't really matter. It, it, it exactly. will always be talking about the outcome and the consequences. Yes, yes, yes. And that's what happens. We always hurt the ones we love. And I, I do feel, looking at my own relationship, I've come to realize that when I when I hurt my wife, I, I won't talk about her hurting me because I don't know her intentions. I know the outcome, right? So let me talk about myself. A lot of the times when it seems that I have hurt my wife, or let me just say, when I do hurt my wife, it's because I'm seeking a sense of independence, right? And the sense of independence can be anything from like, me wanting the house to be organized a certain way, you know? 
okay. me wanting the dishes to be done at a certain time me not wanting the clothes to be thrown on the bed but rather fold and put in the, in the closet you know so when I'm seeking out this this independence like things must be done this way that Oscar prefers sometimes I go too far in my in demanding how I want these things to be done and that hurts my significant other you know that hurts my wife or rather it can be something like me wanting to spend time with my friends and forget that my wife would have preferred if we spend that day together you know and that's why like when you when you love someone it's very easy to love someone you hurt because they expect so much from you and you expect so much from them and more more often than not you always fall short right i don't think now if i don't think we can ever fulfill those expectations no one can no, ever really feel those expectations yeah whether so it's, it's like, like you having expectations think, for this person or like the opposite yeah yeah so, yeah, yeah. so it's like it's really like the problem here is like when it comes to romantic love and, you, and dating and marriage. So, as an example, you and I tend to make plans to call each other maybe a couple of times a week, right? Uh-huh. And sometimes one of us is unable to make that call, to make to make the time to have that call, right? Uh-huh. And when that doesn't happen, like, it's not like the other party gets furious, like, fuck you, Jason, you promised me you were going to talk to me today and you didn't, you know? It's like, we just let it go, right? It's, it's fine, we'll, call, we'll try tomorrow, again tomorrow, right? Yeah. But if it's your significant other, your girlfriend, your wife, you know, your husband, your anything, when they miss that call, you feel hurt. It's like, hey, what the fuck happened? You're supposed to make time for me because I made time for you. Yes. I very much know what that's about. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And I'm guilty of this as well because like, hey, I thought like this was supposed to be our, like, I remember recently, uh, you know, in Japan, we have White Day. So in Japan... Valentine's Day is strange. In Japan, Valentine's Day, the women give chocolate to the men. That's Japanese Valentine's Day, February 14th. And now on March 14th, there's another holiday called White Day, which in which the men return return the gifts, like, you know, do something nice for the women. And on on White Day, I had made plans with I made secret I, I went to surprise my wife with a date to a nice French restaurant, you know. I didn't tell her. I wanted to wait until the day and then tell her, Oh, Yumiko, I got someone to watch the baby. Let's go out, you know? But the day before I was supposed to give her that surprise, of course, it was a surprise. I didn't tell her. She told me, Oh, I to, I called my mom to come and visit us tomorrow. And I got so pissed off. I was in a rage, you know. <laughs> like you know, it's like, hey, you know tomorrow is white day, right? Like, of course I made plans. I didn't forget about it. Why, why will you just call your mother without, without telling me anything about that, you know? Tomorrow is supposed to be my day to do something for you. And I was furious. And it's like, it's, she's calling her mom. Why am I so furious about her calling her mom to come over? But that wasn't the point. The point is that I had expectations of how this day will turn out. How this day will turn out for the two of us. And they were crushed. It, it's funny because I had almost a similar story that happened. Um, but I, I literally just before like when I was making bookings for like there's this cruise right a restaurant cruise that you can take in Tokyo right and there's like an Italian restaurant there's a French restaurant inside and I I booked like a ticket from me and Mike right but I I I I I remember thinking like a days like the the following days after I booked the tickets holy shit I need to tell her on mm, this so and so day we're doing something <laughs> so don't make any plans 
and she didn't make any plans because I, I like it, again it, it just hit me like what you were saying imagine if i end up we end up going there and she's like mm. oh by the way i have a meeting at this time so i can't see you uh, sorry yep yep because yep. she thinks it's just a normal meetup type thing you know mm. <laughs> so it's like i i remember because i would have basically done the exact same thing uh, like you you know this bitch didn't come and see me, you know? You'd have gotten so hurt, you know? Like, this woman didn't come and see me. She was supposed to make time, but you get so, so hurt. Because you basically, you've planned it out. You've done yes, all this. Yes. Yeah, like, you put all in the time and the effort. And for whatever reason, she doesn't show up, you know? Because she has other things to do. Or she has other responsibilities or whatever. But like you said, in the moment, it doesn't matter what what it is about in the moment you're just hurt so you don't think about that yeah like the godfather jordan peterson says make time and plan diligently to maintain the romance in your relationship right so the lesson here is for like if you're planning something surprise like some surprise dinner surprise date at the very least just make sure your your spouse or your significant other is like definitely free tell them yes, yes. to a certain extent don't make like plans on that day don't. do not like very specific instructions do not make plans on that day you will see me type thing you yeah, have to yeah. see me you have to see me it's important you know and they'll go there going like oh you know maybe it's a bit scary at first like oh what's what's going on you know uh, are we gonna have this in, like important talk what's going on then you just surprise them and I'll, they'll be happy about it mm-hmm. okay jason so the last question for the day i think we're running out of time is what has romantic love taught you about yourself? Oh, that I'm stupid. Stu- romant- that I'm stupid. That stupid. <laughs> and I know nothing about love. I know nothing about women. I know mm-hmm. nothing about myself. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Man, love. Oh, love, love. Oof. Okay. <laughs> it, 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 it's a very... When things get intense... There's this huge points of reflection and mm. it's a mirror of yourself being reflected mm-hmm. back at you. Mm-hmm. And it's in those moments where it's like you choose either to keep on going as you are mm-hmm. or to grow. Mm-hmm. To grow mm-hmm. for the sake of this other person because you really want mm-hmm. this other person in your life, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you realize just how inadequate you are sometimes. Mm-hmm. Even something like the small little lies that you tell yourself. You can't tell those mm-hmm. lies to your significant other. Mm-hmm. Suddenly, like, those things add up and then you have a problem, right? Exactly. It's like small things like that. Like, you realize, like, hey, I can't do this anymore. I need to be, I need to tell, I need to always tell the truth. I need to always do mm-hmm. X. I need to always do Y. Mm-hmm. And in those, in, 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 in that case, it's like, it's almost like, what? You, you build each other up mm-hmm. you build each other up you want to be better people because you care about that person so you want to be better people sometimes you want to be a better person for the sake of yourself but mm-hmm. sometimes it helps having somebody else that, that you really care about because then it gives you even extra motivation so it's like i want to be a better person for their sake as well you know type mm-hmm. thing mm-hmm. and it's glorious i think it's a wonderful feeling it's a wonderful thing to have and mm-hmm. I can say for sure that Meg makes me a better person and she makes me want to be the best version of myself almost every, no, every day, for sure, every day. 
I like that. I like that. Uh, for me, uh, it's something similar, not really the same. I will say romantic love. I think I'm at a point where I'm no longer chasing. Okay, yes, I am still chasing romantic love with my with my wife. I still desire that. And what this what this experience has taught me is that basically, it is so hard to understand another person. It's it's impossible to understand another person. Like you said, number one, we don't even understand ourselves completely. So to lie to yourself and tell you like, okay, I know what this person is all about. No, no, that's that's a lie. that's a lie. With every passing day of your relationship, you're learning something more about the person, and through your inter- interaction with the person, you're learning about yourself as well. How do I re- react to certain situations? No, right, right. Am I impatient? You know, am I fragile? Am I too sensitive? Especially like With every passing day, uh-huh. they have that other perspective. You might be doing something wrong that you do like daily, and you'll never pick up exactly. on it because you're just like, I'm, I'm doing. You're- exactly i'm I'm, doing what i do yeah i'm doing what i do but then she looks at you and goes like hey what you're doing isn't right you're supposed to be doing it this way Hmm. you know yeah so exactly like in a relationship you both act out as hmm, what would i want to say you both act out as proxies for the world for each other right what i mean here is that my behavior, like you've said, my behavior for me is normal behavior, right? For Oscar, Oscar's behavior is normal behavior. But for you, Miko, some aspects of Oscar's behavior are not quite right, you know? There's some things maybe Oscar should work on. And maybe for Oscar, looking at Yumiko, there's some things that Yumiko should work on, right? And it's not like I desire, it's not like, it's not wanting someone to change for me. It's just if you if you maintain certain behavior if, if jason if oscar maintains certain behaviors these behaviors will impact him negatively even out in the world right not just in the relationship I, I so your significant yeah. mm-hmm. so your significant other shows you those things the people in those things that you need to work on and the people in these things if you hear those same points being made regularly when you have arguments maybe you should start thinking about what's being said over and over again you know I really and like, another thing, like the way you describe that. Like yeah, and another thing I've come to, I've come to realize about, I've learned my, about myself through the, like my relationship with my wife is basically, it is very hard to try to become the best version of myself for someone else. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it does make sense. Uh, so, like we've discussed earlier, there is no way you can ever fully meet someone's expectations you will always fall short of someone's expectations because the person, the expectations that this person has for you are not just for you and this relationship. These expectations have been built off of their upbringing, you know, their experiences, the education they had, the friends they have. So you as an individual cannot feel all of these things. So the best thing that I can do as Oscar is to try just to become, to fulfill my own expectations for myself, become my own ideal of myself. And hopefully... This ideal that Oscar aspires towards, that Oscar works towards, will be attractive for my significant other. And if it's not, hey, you know, it's sad, but things, some things have to fall apart, you know? Some things have to be washed away. I was just going to... But I... Uh-huh. Oh, sorry. So I... But... So it's really... It's not... It's almost a waste of... Not really a waste of time, but it's just... 
it's arrogant to try to become the best version of yourself not of yourself the, the a version of you that suits another person's expectations i think that is that is a fool's game that's a fool's game i think i i agree with you and the, but when we talk about the best version of ourselves we're the ones who get to decide that right exactly 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 so it's a, yeah so that's the point i was making like you can't be so you can't try to fulfill someone ex- someone else's expectations you should only try to fulfill your own expectations of yourself uh, uh, yeah but... because think about this like imagine meg this year meg might like jason to be person this kind of personality a right yeah maybe this year meg will like you to be tough and firm you know and assertive but after being with you for three years she feels like a tough assertive, assertive person is too much for her so now she deserves someone who's more sensitive and gentle but you're like hey i i've been working on becoming tough all these years for you and now you no longer want that <laughs> because you those things happen because people do change as well she her expectations of you are going to change as well right you can't catch a turtle and tell it and throw it into the savanna and tell it hey go catch me a gazelle exactly <laughs> it's not exactly a, yeah it's not a lion yeah. you know yeah yeah so yeah so yeah so you just if you want the relationship to work out number one if you want your romantic relationship if you want arrows to survive in your life you need to first fulfill agape self-love i think that's yeah that's a nice quote if you want arrows to survive fulfill agape You... Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, it is, it is, it is. I would yes. actually want to expand on this further, but like you said, we don't have any time. Yeah, we can start on this next. Week. Actually, let me quote that right down, and then we'll start on this next week. Yes, yes. If yes, you yes. want Eru to survive, you must fulfill agape. And um, if people have any questions or wanna hit us up, please go to F underscore origami wait at f underscore origami that's on our twitter handle and um we have our instagram oscar what's instagram again uh our instagram is at fuck at fuck underscore origami at f-u-c-k underscore o-r-i-g-a-m-i that is our instagram please go and follow us uh please that's where you'll get all the links to our new episodes and stuff in your twitter as well uh, you will find you can message us on instagram twitter our marketer is always checking we have someone who is on point jason he's doing a wonderful job shout out to him to peter harry peter harry is our marketer actually it's harry peter his real name is harry peter whoa that's a big revelation his real name is harry <laughs> Yep, yeah, Harry Peter. I'm name. sorry, I'm just gonna go create a list of Harry Potter jokes now. <laughs> just because he has the same name. Uh, anyway, thank you to the marketer. Thank you to the listeners, as always, for giving us your time and listening mm. to us and sending us like messages of encouragement. That helps us a lot. And also those messages of like ways we can improve the podcast. That's also yes. extremely helpful. Yes, yes, um, yes. As always, me and Oscar will keep trying to do our best and we'll keep trying to make the podcast better with each episode. And 
of course, thank you, Oscar, for the time that you put in. Oh, thank you to you. Thanks to you, Jason. Man, all this technical stuff. You tell me sometimes you make statements and comments about them like. I, fuck, I don't understand the thing you're saying. I don't understand anything. <laughs> you just, just do you. Do your own question what you're doing, Jason. <laughs> like what language is this man speaking? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah, mine is just, you know, looking up questions, doing some light research. It's not it's not super intense. I think anyone can do what I do. But what you do, I think you need someone with your, you know, someone with your traits, someone with your patience to do what you do. I appreciate you, Jason. Thank you. Okay, you definitely need patience. I can agree to that. Yeah. But it's like, it's not that hard though. If you really try, anyone can do it too. Yeah, yeah. Just like research. Anyone can do it if you just put the time into it. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Um, so, we've established that we're all very replaceable. So let's all be grateful. <laughs> <laughs> let's all be very grateful that we're still here. Yeah. And on that bombshell, it's time to end the episode. Goodbye, Oscar. Yeah, thank you guys. Goodbye, Jason. Goodbye, listeners. And thank you once again. Bye-bye, Oscar. Bye-bye, listeners. Bye. Bye-bye, Jason. <laughs>